Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back. This is part three and how to recession-proof your business. And we are going to get to our next point here in a second. I wanted to share with you guys a headline, which kind of made me laugh today. I'm going to read it to you, and Julia will read the punchlines. Yeah. So the head of the the, the topic, the, the subject line, if you will, on CNBC for this, you know, doomy and gloomy real estate to, uh, you know, story is, home prices cooled at record pace in June, according to housing data. So, right, you're thinking you're going to read that. And it's going to sound really, really bad for housing. But here are the key points. <laughs> this is great. Okay, so the first home price gains are cooling fast as demand wanes and supply builds. Boom, More boom. drama. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, but here's the punchline. The annual rate of price appreciation fell two percentage points from 19.3% to 17.3%. Oh, woe is me, right? So price gains are still otherwise strong because of an imbalance between supply and demand. The housing market has had a severe shortage of supply for years. And it's going to have a severe shortage of supply for years and years and years. Uh, but it's just fascinating to me how obviously CNBC is trying to get people to click on information that make is making housing sound like it's going to be in the doldrums and in a meaningful way. So I'm here to tell you guys, if your year over year appreciation is only 17.3%, you are doing amazingly well. You're going to be okay. You're going to be just fine. So don't be taking any of these headlines seriously. And when you do come across something that is uh, obviously salacious, make sure you really drill down and find out what the motivation of whoever's writing the author or whoever's writing the article. Uh, there has been an uptick in articles that I've come across because Julie and I have our Google Alerts set so we get all the real estate stuff of people that are writing, you know, essentially really bad sounding stories, just similar to this one, but about, you know, 10 times worse. And almost always, no, not almost always, always they have an agenda. And the one that I'm seeing happen more and more, and, and they're being less uh, secrety about it, is the people that are trying to sell you prepper supplies. You know, a month's worth of food and all the rest of it. We've mentioned this before, but when you come across, if you really want to have a little bit of, you know, experience this yourself, when you come across some of these articles, actually most of them are ads that are written as articles. That's the other thing that's happened. So you'll be reading an article, there it is with quotes, imagine, air quotes, in some you know newspaper or online source you trust, but what you don't realize is that it's actually an ad that's disguised as an article, and how will you know that that's the case? Go to the bottom and see who the credits are, and see essentially who you know contributed, who they referenced, who they who they were using as their experts, and you'll find almost always, if you follow the breadcrumbs, what the truth is. Because what's happened nowadays is media in general has just essentially become clickbaity as just anything you find online. In other words, the media itself has given up and they're no longer trying to be the purveyor of truth. This is, I think, universally true. It's all propaganda. 
Uh, and so now what you're discovering across the board, especially mainstream cable media type things, is you're discovering that all of them have, are just cashing in and using these, you know, clickbaity headlines. And they're taking money to the highest bidder to write articles to, you know, maybe indirectly or directly sell whatever they have for sale. And that's going to happen with regards to security. It's happening with regards to gold. It happened for a long time with crypto. All of this stuff. Guys, it's all convoluted. That's the reason that Julie and I are massive advocates of a couple things. Number one, having a media-free life. Just purge yourself from all forms of media with the exception of, and frankly, this is all we really do to ingest our uh, information, our podcasts. Because podcasts, for the most part, are going to be pure sources of information that aren't from, for the most part, quote-unquote, professional reporters. We stay away from anything. I mean, look at the Washington Post, right? The Washington Post is owned by Jeff Bezos. Did you know that? So Jeff Bezos obviously is one of the world's richest men. Jeff Bezos is also a huge political donor. Do you think the articles coming out of the Washington Post are going to be slanted one particular direction? And the same goes on the other side of the aisle as well. So the moral of the story, guys, is just, you know, ignore all of it because all it's going to do is cause you to um, manifest more fear. It's going to make you feel like the world is essentially coming off the, you know, the rails and there's nothing for you to do. There's, you know, what direction should you go? What are you going to think? Who, you know, all the rest of it. You're not going to believe that your tomorrow is better than today. And as a result of that, you will lock in that your tomorrow will be not, will, won't be better than today because you won't take the actions necessary to make tomorrow better than today. There's no reason to believe that you can't have ever increasing levels of success in your business and personal life, provided you you know, adopt the mindset and frankly, the lifestyle of doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. And I'm going to wrap up this little rant just by sharing this with you guys. There's a great Warren Buffett quote, and I always try to remind myself of it. Well, let me take you guys back in time to the 90s. You know, after Julie and I sold 100 houses our first year, Howard Britton was going to make us and did make us Howard Britton stars, which back in the day was you know, essentially you're being invited to be part of the royal family of real estate. It was a really, really big deal. But I remember he asked Julie and I this question, and frankly, I didn't understand the question because I don't follow sports. But he said, what are you going to do to prevent sophomore slides? And I, and I had to have him explain to me what he meant. And what he meant was, it's not unusual for someone to have a great first year, but their second year is not so good. Sometimes you see that manifesting in real estate agents' lives. They'll have a great month and not a great month. They'll have a great quarter and not a great quarter. And well, I didn't understand what it meant. It didn't register with me. Now, fast forward to, and we did, by the way, didn't have sophomore slides. We increased this, uh, our sales and our dollar volume and our profit from our real estate business every year for about 10 years, always selling between 100 and 200 homes uh, per year. But let's fast forward to a Warren Buffett quote that I came along, uh, came around uh, to realizing also it was similar to the belief of, you know, essentially people can't have uh, always increasing levels of success. Warren said that America loves to celebrate the comeback story. I, as in Warren Buffett, likes to celebrate the, the story of the person that created it, never lost it, and kept building it. I think that was really fascinating, isn't it? So how many of you believe that a recession is just something that all of us have to suffer equally and that you're going to somehow uh, lose whatever you know financial security you built for yourself and you're going to have to sacrifice and you're going to have to have some sort of personal and professional austerity? What makes you think that that has to be relevant to you? You can decide, especially because you're in real estate, to make this recession one of your greatest economic personal booms of your life because you're willing to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Yes, and by the way, you can't get fired, except if you make a seller mad, for example, but you yeah. you don't have somebody that's saying, you know what, we're just going to downsize the company and all of y'all are laid off. You don't have that. 
you also have a tremendous advantage that you don't have to actually buy your inventory yourself, like some businesses do, dealing with supply chain problems and all the rest that we're hearing about. And you have a tremendous uh, opportunity to realize that your value, what you get paid as a result of the work you do, is going up right along with real estate appreciation. I read an article that said, I think in the past, I can't remember if it was three or four years, but the uh, the amount that an agent makes per transaction has gone up something like 40%, which makes sense, right? Actually, Julie, there was a report, in addition to what you just said, that came out last week from National Association of Realtors. We definitely should do a pod on that. Yep. Okay, and they said the average agent's income went up by like, it was a lot, like $16,000 year over right. year. Uh, and the number of transactions that, uh, you know, so this is the exact opposite of what the world's wanting us to believe about real estate and, and all the rest of it. Sure. And, you know, why? Because people are, be, the news and the, you know, purveyors of the truth, again, air quotes, are all trying to get us to believe for their own reasons that things are far worse than they actually are. Things are not worse than, they're fantastic. And this is another podcast idea Julie and I are working on. We've been, you know, throwing this around for a while, but it's a great idea. If you compare life in general, to the way life was 50 years ago and then 100 years prior to that and then you keep on going back in time the quality of life we have right now is exceptional the and not just america by the way in the world there is no mass starvation now that's happening when julie and i were growing up there was legitimate mass starvation in africa but now there isn't any mass starvation and the only time you ever hear about people um you know essentially being hungry in essence um, is when the government has essentially put it in place, not because there's not an abundance of food and water and all the rest of it. And yet you believe, or maybe you are being led to believe that there's some sort of huge problem in that regards. All of this doom and gloom stuff, the reason that it's so, um, I think, appealing to people without even knowing it is because you're wired to always seek out uh, bad information for, the for again, the sake of bettering yourself to avoid uh, any potential problems. And the story is basically this. So you're walking uh, up to a, th it's you and your little family, and this is, you know, um, let's say a thousand years ago or something, right? And you're in your, you know, bearskin uh, dress or just, you get the idea, right? You're carrying your club, but you and your uh, hairy family, right? Because <laughs> right, nobody was shaving then, okay? Exactly, with you. and you're walking up to a woods and out, out of the woods walks another similar family. Now, um, what you're going to do is you're not going to sit around and talk about the, you know, the how beautiful the day it is and, and, and admire each other's you know uh, handmade bearskin outfits. What you're going to be doing is exchanging information about anything that might be lurking in the direction you're going, and they're going to ask you, did you uh, obviously you know have to deal with anything that might be uh, threatening in the in, uh, you know the distance you just crossed right so that's what the conversation is going to be it's going to be hey bob did you you know come across anything that wants to try to kill you and your cute little hairy family and then you know steve's going to ask you the same thing you guys get the idea that is our natural way that we're wired it's part of our survival uh, survival instinct we exchange bad information primarily before we exchange good information and you know what that's a really good flipping thing you know, where it becomes bad is when you're manipulated into believing that all there is is bad information. What, what, what happens is a lot of people trying to sell you things, again, especially the media, they're trying to manipulate you into believing certain things to, so that your behavior will go in certain directions. You've got to step aside from that. You've got to realize how blessed you are. You are blessed to be alive right now. You are blessed to have a real estate license. You are absolutely blessed 
um, to be selling real estate right now during this transitional period because the greatest fortunes of men and women are always made during the greatest times of change of which we are definitely in one now. So do not allow yourself to absorb the fear, but do prepare yourself. And that's what this podcast series is about. It's about preparing yourself for the recession, which by the way, it appears that we've been in since the beginning of this year. So Julie, part three, point number 11. Yes, and these are all simple but powerful points. So make sure that you're writing them down and you can always post your comments and your questions if you're on YouTube and we will get back with you. So point number 11, remember this is part three. Point number 11, stop buying leads and anything speculative. If you can't track actual closings to it, you know, actual closings actually made it to the finish line. Well, why are you spending time and money on it? You can't count on the buoyancy of the market and fear of missing out, known as FOMO, to keep your momentum. You must be proactive. Remember the mantra, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. That's your new saying. Absolutely. Start leaning into becoming a proactive lead generator. And that's what we teach you in Premier Coaching. That's the primary focus that we help you guys to understand. Um, You know, mindset wise, you will feel powerful if you know how to generate your own leads and you're no longer beholden to buying your business. That is a real huge focus of Premier Coaching. Point number 12, Julie. Point number 12, every team member must be a profit center. No riders, only rowers. Imagine you're in that canoe, right? Who's actually rowing and who's just riding along? For example, your transaction coordinator and assistant, they also have centers of influence. Bonus them for being proactive and bringing you listing and buyer prospects. If they're licensed, of course, you can do a referral fee or some kind of bonus, but every single person on your team must be rowing, especially going into a recession. But remember, Tim, when I was uh, reviewing these points with you, one of the things that came to mind was the things that you do as you're having your mini freak out about a recession All of these things are healthy to do all the time. It's just that you notice it more when there's a market shift. Well, you know, it's funny. You were saying no riders, only rowers. We thought that up back in 2008. Right. And uh, it's funny that you're kind of dusting off some of these old points. But the reality of it is, is in the second thing Julie said, so important, make it so every single person in your business is actually creating revenue, not just essentially an expense. It's a mindset shift. Oh, I'm going to add an assistant. That's going to be an extra $50,000 a year. Well, here's an idea. Have the assistant, again, this is, you know, adjust accordingly, do enough BPOs every single day that that assistant will pay for themselves and cover their own base salary. No riders, only rowers, especially in an economy like this. Every single person has to be earning enough money to earn the right to be on your ship. And if they're not, and I mean it in the literal sense, there nobody, the marketing person, that, like, so contractors aside, right? So if you're contracting out like marketing for your home brochures or whatever, they don't count. But anybody that's on staff that's a recurring expense, they have to be offsetting the expense with their uh, with generation of revenue. And you could hypothetically say, well, maybe you have some people that, are working for you and they could maybe pick up some uh, buyer sides. They could do different things like that. But there has to be a direct line between what you're paying them. You know, you're paying Bob $5,000 this month. Bob has to earn $5,000 a month to stay part of your business. That is a good first step to uh, take when you're trying to right size what some of your wrong expenses are leaving this previous market. Point number 13. Number 13, don't be drawn to REO and short sale peddlers. If the market shifts to that degree, we'll be educating you on what to do and when, of course. Currently, distressed property is less than 2% of sales. Refer to our series about why the market is a shift and not a crash for details on why this is. I think we've done at least four or five podcasts drilling down on all of those points. 
But rem remember to know your facts. If less than 2% of the market is distressed, why would you go after that 2% versus the other 98% that's not distressed? Well, so a couple points there. Didn't we do a podcast like two weeks ago, 22 Reasons Why yes. There's No Housing Crash? Yeah. So find that. It's over on iTunes. It's over on Stitcher, obviously Spotify. And also you can watch the video on YouTube. But that is really the bottom line. There is no real reason to believe that there's going to be any kind of widespread or I don't even think regional uh, distressed real estate. It just isn't going to happen. But Tim, if you just read only that MSNBC or CNBC, whatever we quoted at the top, that headline, it would be easy for you to succumb to somebody email blasting you, hey, sign up for my REO list. If all you read was that headline that, gosh, home prices are just really chilling and, and we're not appreciating like we used to, it'd be easy to just say, you know, maybe I should go after that. The thing that's confusing people is the difference between inflation and deflation, basically. So during the housing crash, everything deflated, basically everything deflated. Everything went down in value. So it was everyone's expecting things to happen the same way. Why do they think that? Because frankly, they haven't actually studied anything that happened before or after uh, they were alive or frankly, they were paying attention as adults. So your, if your belief structure is the world's going to keep repeating itself, based on your uh, experience, say from 18 to however old you are now, if you think the, that the world is just gonna continuously repeat whatever you've already experienced, you're gonna lose out. Because really the last time we saw an inflationary time like this in a meaningful way in the United States was 1971 into the early 1980s. And that's gonna be your benchmark. If you wanna know what inflation really means, study from 1977 to say 1984. Study that era, and then you'll know what, what the effects that inflation can truly have. Inflation does not lead to deflation. Do not be confused about that. And again, all these people that are trying to sell you REO and short sale, this, that, and the other thing, if there is a time where you need that information, I promise you we'll include it in Premier Coaching for free. We'll include it there. Of course we will. But there's no real information. There's no real need for that right now because aside from regional upticks, like we, Julie and I were hearing people say, oh, the FHA, the Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, they're planning on a big run. No, they're not. Julie and I are in direct contact with those agencies. How are we in direct contact with them? Because we worked with them before. During the, the real estate crash, we worked directly with the FDIC. We worked directly with the National Association of Realtors. We worked directly with all the major servicers. We worked directly with Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. We worked directly with them, helping agents learn how to do short sales and then get REO listings. And we're in contact with all of them. And we're asking what they're seeing, what they're anticipating. What we frankly are paying attention to is we're looking to see if any of the uh, uh, old asset management companies are hiring people and none of them are. Go to the job boards and look. There's lots of easy ways to find out what business owners are thinking. The biggest one being, are they hiring people or are they just, you know, essentially rekindling their businesses? And they're not. So, and I'll tell you really, and this is something that really kind of, I got a lot of crap when you and I said this originally, mm -hmm. but I still think it's true. Even if you're in a part of the country where there's a lot of unemployment and there's a lot of layoffs and it's entirely possible, we still do not believe in a million billion years that the government is going to allow there to be widespread foreclosures. We believe that what's going to happen is there will be more elaborate versions of the forbearance thing that happened as a result of COVID. Sure, and workout plans. Exactly, workout plans. Or don't make your payment until you can afford to plan. Look what's happening to student loans. Look what happened after the real estate crash. Look what's happening across the board. Guys, do not believe that there's going to be any widespread distressed real estate. And again, look to the motivation of the person that's trying to actually get you to believe that. But here's the thing I want you to be really, um, you know, in what would be the word introspective about. 
if you believe that there's going to be a bunch of distressed real estate, what do you stop doing today? Or what do you not even start doing? It's interesting, isn't it? So in other words, if you believe that there's going to be distressed real estate, if you believe prices are going to fall, if you believe all this doom and gloom is going to happen, you are automatically allowing yourself to be complacent with the things that you should be doing. You're using your belief that tomorrow is not going to be better than today as an excuse to actually not do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level today. And I get not all of you understand what I just said, but for those of you who do understand what I just said, do not forget it and do not allow yourselves to be pulled in directions that are not going to result in you essentially being in a place you want to be. That's right. Uh, point number 14, keep your body and your mind in good shape. You don't want to deal with a health issue at the same time as a market shift. Get involved in Orange Theory or CrossFit or Zumba to both stay fit and expand your center of influence. Talk about real estate all the time using our Ford script. And again, we've had dedicated podcasts all about how to do these things at the same time, keeping yourself in shape and expansion of your center of influence. What's well, an awesome way to build off or burn off stress too. Absolutely. Yeah, at yes. any age, by the way, don't give yourself an excuse. I'm too old. I'm too young. I'm too fat. I'm too this. I'm too the other thing. Just do what Julie just said. It makes a huge difference. Uh, you know, and just, you can obviously at Orange Theory or whatever, as she just pointed out, make a hell of a lot of really great potential real estate contacts. As soon as they realize you're in real estate, you are going to be, you know, remember when Norm used to walk into Cheers? Norm, <laughs> Norm! You're going to be that person when you walk into the gym, but obviously it's going to be about real estate. And everybody's talking about real estate right totally. now because we have all these headlines. Talking about real estate is possibly the easiest that it's been in a long time. And part of our job is to educate you, motivate you, and get you into action. We're using part of the podcast to educate you on the headline versus the truth. By the way, getting into action, thank you and welcome the hundreds of you, 450 in the last couple months who have joined Premier Coaching. So welcome to Premier Coaching. For those of you who have not joined yet, what the heck are you waiting for? It is free for you to join Premier Coaching. You get objection handler scripts. You get listing presentations. You get our probate uh, pro uh, program, which we're about to launch hopefully this week. You get, uh, what else, Julie? <laughs> There's so much. Well, daily semi-private coaching calls with our coaches. Real estate treasure map. You get a uh, listing 90, package. 90 day massive action plan, a listing package. All this is free. No strings attached. Just text the word Premier. Oh, and Julie did mention you get a daily semi-private coaching call with a Harris certified coach. Just text the word Premier to 47372. Text the word Premier to 47372. Again, guys, you get all this information for free, including members uh, only access to our uh, exclusive Premier community. So text the word Premier to 47372. If you prefer, just go to the website directly. That's great too. Just go to members.timandjulieharris.com, members.timandjulieharris.com. Do that urgently if you want to have a clear sense of direction going forward, because we are going to be entering into even more what will appear to be, well, what for many will be more of a stressful time because of the economy. You don't have to participate in that. You can actually thrive because of that when you have the skill set necessary. Remember, knowledge equals confidence, ignorance equals fear. Text the word Premier to 47372 or just go to members.timandjulieharris.com. Next point, Julie. Yes, next point, our final point today. And be before we do that, I... I forget to mention this all the time on our Facebook private members only page. It's kind of like their, their club. There's lots of referrals that exchange oh, yeah. hands. And I got to tell you, one of the, the most challenging ones that I helped with uh, last week, but we got it done was way, way, way far, super far West in super rural Texas, right? Like who even has an MLS out there? But we were able to place that referral was for this combination spa ranch, really cool property. 
But that wasn't an obvious one, and we still had agents connect with each other. So that, that's a more obscure one. Typically, we have referrals that are exchanging every single day. So if you want to be amongst like-minded agents like yourself, that's a great place to well, do it. Being a coaching member usually works out for people that are you know actively participating yes. so that it's free because they get referrals. Easily. Easily. So and that's the thing. And we don't get in the middle of those referrals, and we don't try to charge you guys. We're not like a reload company. We're just wanting you guys to go there and exchange referrals so you can essentially, you know, agent to agent referrals are awesome. You know, yeah. you're not having to go through some reload company or somebody that's trying to fleece you for 35%. That again, Julie brings up a great point. So remember, text the word premiere to 47372 or just go to members.timandjulieharris.com. Remember when texting, message and data rates may apply. All right. And the next point is a really great one. Pay attention and don't be intimidated by this idea. So point number 15, create a transaction fee profit center. Our example today is $497 transaction fee. Now you can adjust up or down. Some people go up to 997. Okay, transaction fee. Simply when you're, here's how you present it. We show you how to do this in Premier Coaching. When you're meeting with a seller or with a buyer, buyer, hear what I just said? You do a sample net sheet. Yes, you do a net sheet for the buyer. And on the net sheet, you say transaction fee or you, you know, whatever the, a correct way of referring to it in your state. Sometimes states want it to be called different things, but this is an addition to the commission. In addition to the commission, you can charge a transaction fee. So you're going to present to the seller a net sheet when you take the listing. You're going to present a buyer the net sheet when you get the agency and the buyer agency form signed. You're going to prevent, present them a net sheet. So you're disclosing what the transaction fee is going to be. When the transaction, when the deal is in contract, the escrow title company obviously includes that on uh, the closing statements and basically makes it so that you're getting essentially paid twice. The loan officer on the buyer side is going to know about it. Everyone is going to know about it. It's not like it's nothing that's going to, you know, essentially be a surprise to anybody. And that transaction fee is your profit that goes directly in your pocket. Going back to the no riders versus rowers thing. This is one of the things that Julie and I had when we had buyer's agents working for us is we got the buyer's agents, obviously, to, you know, one of their jobs were to present to the buyer the benefits of working with them as a buyer's agent. And you do get that presentation as for, uh, being part of Premier Coaching. But we also then, with the, the goal was getting the agency form signed and the exclusive buyer agency form signed and getting the net sheet signed. So the buyer's agency, buyer's agents, we had seven of them at one point, you know, they were working with different buyers every single week and they were racking, they were getting all, and we would give them a small cut of the, the uh, transaction fees as a bonus. But that would be, a, that was a great way for us to cover all of our hard expenses from running our real estate business. So we had two transaction coordinators. We had somebody that was a listing specialist. They were, um, you know, on salary basically, but uh, when you added up all the transaction fees, we're easily covering all of our hard expense just from the transaction fees from the volume of houses we were selling. Maybe that's too big of an idea for you. That's fine. You're selling two or three houses you know, per month or one house per month. What would an extra $500 per month mean to you? A lot. Well, let's say you did 20 transactions per year and you charged $497 per transaction. That's almost $10,000 more in your pocket, which is equivalent for most agents to for one, maybe one and a half transactions. Now, if you're doing 50 transactions a year, like some of our elite coaching clients, that's at least $25,000. And, you know, there are agents, depending on your price range and, you know, what's going on in your market, you can charge as much as $997. We charge in that when we are selling real estate, mostly in the mid to late 90s into the early 2000s, we are charging $695. We experimented with $995, but fell back down to, you know, $700. And that's where it stayed. We do know people that were selling. Um, essentially we're selling lower price real estate 
uh, maybe I know Julian, I knew one guy that was selling his average sale price was probably like, you know, 75 or 80 grand. Um, and those houses are probably still worth 75 to 85 grand. Now it was in Michigan, but he was charging usually 1500 to $2,000 transaction fee. Why did he do that? Because the normal commission on a lower end house wasn't really, didn't really make it worth his time, especially since he had fixed costs because he had staff because he was selling hundreds of houses per year, but the transaction fees are where he made all of his profit. So this is just a different way of thinking about different ways to make money, especially during a recession. That's how you have to think. And remember guys, if you want a really great book and no, we didn't write this one, but we strongly suggest, especially if you're a broker or a team leader that you definitely want to read, it's called Profits Aren't Everything. They're the only thing. Profits aren't everything. They're the only thing. It's available in Audible and also obviously paperback. Julie and I tried to, we tried, well, we do. We listen to it every single year when we're going on our walks. We listen to it together because it really does reel you back in on some of your thinking because it's so easy when the economy is you know, doing fantastic for you just to tack on expenses and even forget that you tacked them on, uh, let alone holding them accountable to actually producing results, which goes back to one of the previous points we made. If there's not a direct line between effort and results, don't do it. Do not do anything that's speculative. Do not work on any sort of long-term projects right now. This is about focusing in on making money now. And that means if what you're, going, what you're thinking about spending money on, if you cannot, without a shadow of a doubt, validate that it's going to produce an actual profit of three to five X of what you're spending in the next, say, 90 days or less, do not do it now or do not do it ever. Do not do it ever is the smart move, but certainly don't do it now because we're going to be headed into more of an, ex, uh, an economic you know, uncertainty. Don't be the person that has a bunch of fixed costs that you can't justify and you're not having to play catch up wishing you would have cut your expenses faster. That's the recipe for disaster. Smart agents are going to get ahead of it. Remember, be hope for the best, but be prepared for the worst. That's what this whole series on preparing yourself for the recession is all about. In the meantime, your homework from this podcast or this YouTube video, however you're consuming us today, is definitely to join Premier Coaching. It's the next natural step for all of you. So text the word Premier to 47372. Text the word Premier to 47372. Or just go to members.timandjulieharris.com. Remember, when texting, message and data rates may apply. Thank you guys for continuing to keep this number one listen to daily podcast. If you're over on... Um, YouTube, please do like and subscribe to this video. We are doing our best to, frankly, call the what would be call the herd yeah. of fake YouTube coaches, and we're trying to expose the world and of agents who are our flock, frankly, to the reality that you do not need to be fearful because of this market. You can actually make this market incredibly fruitful, provided you're willing to do what others aren't willing to do. And that's the bottom line. And that's where knowledge equals confidence and, and ignorance equals fear. In the meantime, you guys have a fantastic day. We're going to pick up on part four tomorrow. Or part four, Julie, or part three? Part four? Yeah, part four tomorrow. Have a great day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.